Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. The story of Daniel in the Old Testament is particularly relevant and instructive for us as modern-day Christians. The reason why? Because Daniel's story is much like that of all Christians, in reality and in potential. And that's surely no accident. In this series, we're looking at the highly instructive commonalities of Daniel's life in God to our lives in Christ. This is the ninth in that series. So let's briefly summarize the first eight. First, Daniel was relevant to his time and place. Likewise, every serious Christian is, by God's providence, constantly in a time and place where God can very effectively use them for the purposes of his kingdom. Second, Daniel was competent. The Babylonian king was interested only in those who were competent. Likewise, Christians are best positioned to touch others for Christ in their work lives when very competent. Third, Daniel was a lifetime ambassador. Daniel served pagan kingdoms competently in very unique ways. But Daniel never stopped being a part of God's core economy. He was a lifetime ambassador for God. Fourth, Daniel revealed his relentlessly faithful dailiness, which applies to every role we hold as believers. Fifth, Daniel was great at building bankable trust. Our character and performance over a long period of time work to make our complete package bankable and therefore transferable to new opportunities. Sixth, Daniel's responses to calamities were fantastic. We ourselves are making fresh acquaintances with calamities, and every one of Daniel's responses to calamities were amazingly perceptive and effective. Seventh, Daniel expertly handled unavoidable enemies and conflicts. Jesus himself promised that merely following him creates enemies and conflicts. Daniel was superb at handling those very types of situations. Eighth, Daniel's fearless steadfastness. Daniel steadfastly just trusted God, only God, and he was fearless in doing that. Now, to the ninth relevancy of Daniel. Seek, reveal, speak. That's right. Seek, reveal, speak. In the book of Daniel, God chose to highlight some very significant events that happened during Daniel's decades-long tenure serving powerful kings. Those events were recorded in the book of Daniel, and that record includes key dimensions, yes, key actions, of important actions both God and his followers take. And that unfolding of the narrative is very instructive to us as Christians. Here are the three actions. 
Let's start with seek. The people in this book of the Bible, whether Daniel, three Hebrew boys, or even a couple of pagan kings, sought to spark a response from God. In the book of Daniel, seeking God indeed provoked a response from God. Next, reveal. Key portions of the book of Daniel are God's direct revealing of dreams, mysteries, and prophecies. Then, speak. You see, reveal is not the same as speak. Over millennia, many have had a revelation from God, but far fewer fruitfully speak to others about it. In the book of Daniel, both Daniel and pagan kings speak powerfully about what's been revealed by God. Why is this important? Because this pattern of seek, reveal, and speak is very much a pattern for us to cultivate in the new covenant. So together, let's take a look at several events in Daniel. First, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. When the wise men of King Neb's kingdom couldn't interpret his dream, the king commanded that all wise men in Babylon be destroyed, including Daniel. So Daniel rallied his companions to seek God's revelation about King Neb's dream. God revealed that mystery, and Daniel responded by speaking praises to God and then interpreting the dream out loud. Yes, seek, reveal, speak. Next, the story of the fiery furnace. Here, some Chaldeans maliciously accused Jews of not worshiping the golden image set up by the king. The Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, stated that indeed they would only serve God and confidently sought his deliverance. Consequently, they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Well then, God revealed his miraculous response with the fourth man in the furnace and the three Hebrew boys emerging unsinged and unscathed. Here, the actions were there, but the order was changed. Speak of seeking God's deliverance, then God reveals his hand doing just that. The next story, King Nebuchadnezzar's second dream. King Neb starts this event by speaking praises to God. Amazing, a pagan praising God. King Neb then had a second dream, so he sought an interpretation by Daniel, who, as the king said it clearly, and I'm going to quote this, Daniel, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, unquote. In due course, Daniel spoke the interpretation of the dream as revealed by God. Daniel sought and spoke God's revelation. The next story, the handwriting on the wall. King Neb's son, King Belshazzar, hosted a great feast and mysterious handwriting appeared on the wall, but the king's wise men could not read or interpret the writing. The queen entered the banquet hall and spoke, remembering that, and I'm quoting here, an excellent spirit 
knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, unquote. So Daniel was called, and indeed, he did interpret the handwriting. In fact, speaking the interpretation of the very imminent demise of the king and his kingdom. Daniel's speaking relied upon a revelation, of course, a revelation spoken from the mouth of Daniel, seeking after God's understandings, as the queen said. That's it, the seeking of God's knowledge, the revealing by a faithful God, and the speaking of that revelation. The next story, Daniel in the lion's den. In this familiar story, King Darius was tricked by his officials into forging an ironclad declaration that would condemn Daniel for his petitions to God. When Daniel saw the king's edict was installed, he immediately sought the Lord and gave thanks in direct contradiction to the edict. You know the story. Daniel was saved from the lions. Yes, God revealed his will by sending an angel to shut the lion's mouths. And Daniel spoke that truth to King Darius. That's right. Seek, reveal, speak. Here's the last story. Daniel's prayers for his people and his prophecy. This one's simple, yet profound. Daniel seeks for mercy from God for his people. In due time, Gabriel reveals God's answer, and Daniel relays that insight in his prophecy about the 70 weeks. And of course, we now can read the fullness of Daniel's prophecies in the closing chapters of the book of Daniel. There's that pattern of actions. Seek, reveal, speak. So, how about today for us? The Spirit of God was active in the life of Daniel. And these action verbs inhabiting the accounts in Daniel are clear. A person seeks after God. The Lord reveals what he wishes through interpretations, understandings, discernments, and messages inspired by God. And the God follower speaks forth the interpretations, the understandings, the discernments, the messages. Seek reveal, speak. Profound, profound, profound. And a privilege, privilege, privilege. And that accessibility is exactly where God's heart is today. The pattern runs all throughout the Bible for us. Like, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Knock on the door and he will answer. Seek his will through prayer and petition. Seek after spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Then God reveals through his word. His spirit teaches all things to believers. Interpretations, discernments, understandings, all there documented in the lives of believers, partakers in the new covenant. Then, we speak his glorious praises. We proclaim the gospel. We speak in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this, all of this, for each and every believer, not limited to Daniel, not limited to the Apostle Paul, 
seek, reveal, speak. Indeed, this spirit-led life is the opportunity and privilege of every believer. Amazing. Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.